It is the coach, Chris Landry, and this is Chalk Talk, brought to you by the Mattress Place. Please hit that like, subscribe, and share button. We'll tell you more about the Mattress Place, and we're going to continue to break down uh, Tennessee, Alabama. And from the Alabama's offense perspective, against Tennessee's defense, brought to you by the Mattress Place. No gimmicks, just 30 to 70% off. Tell them that Off the Hook Sports sent you right there on Chapman Highway, the Mattress Place. Chris, obviously, the understatement of the week is this Alabama offense is way, way different with uh, Jalen Milrow and the way he played on Saturday against A&M as opposed to Bryce Young, who has a Heisman Trophy sitting at his house. So what did you make of the quarterback play on Saturday with uh, Young on the bench? Well, it, it wasn't good because of the turnovers. I mean, I think that it would have been a probably a decisive win in Alabama's favor if they don't turn the football over as often as they did. I mean, in the first half alone, three turnovers and two unsportsmanlike penalties. So it wasn't all on the quarterback. It was, you know, some other guys making a lot of mistakes that gave AM short fields. You can't do that. You play that type of football. I don't care who you are. Um, you, you're you've basically taken any advantage that you have, even significant as it was against AM and and at home, and that game is, you know, coming down the stretch. And and AM didn't play, you know, great by any stretch, but again with short fields. So, you know, it's a big issue. So the, the biggest thing is the, the mistakes. It looks different. It is different. I mean, Jalen Milrow is not the passer. Now, they're a better running team when Jalen Milrow is in, not just because he's a runner, but because this offensive line comes off the ball uh, with more physicality. They control the line of scrimmage better. And we saw them against Arkansas. In fourth quarter, you know, when they had time to settle and adjust into Jalen Mirrell being in, and then obviously against AM, a, a, a better defensive front than people might know. That's a that AM defensive front is going to be really, really good in the future. I know uh, the offense is another issue, but that's they can run the football and they're more effective running it because they're focused on the run. They're coming off the ball with Bryce Young, they're a little bit more, they're a little bit more not not so much spread, but a little bit more drop back. And so it's a little bit more finesse oriented. So I, I think running the football is something that Alabama wants to do. The defense is playing well. Uh, it'll look different, but it'll look a lot better than it did against A&M without the turnovers and mistakes. So uh, it really comes down to that. And I think you've got to, if you're Tennessee, you've got to be real aggressive, use your speed, see if you can create turnovers because if you can create negative plays and get a lead on Alabama, then this Alabama offense, either without Bryce Young or with Bryce Young that's not healthy and as functional as it normally is, is going to have a hard time coming back on Tennessee, scoring a lot of points through the air. Because I don't know that that being one-dimensional is going to, even though Tennessee can give up plays, you're just playing chase at that point. And it's going to be difficult. I I really think that um, this offense of Alabama is going to focus on running the football, running boot action, and kind of and kind of wearing down Tennessee's defensive front. That's going to be their game plan. They feel like they can control the football. They feel like they can 
get Tennessee's offense out of rhythm by keeping them off the field as much as possible. And they feel like defensively they can get stops against this Tennessee offense. So if they can do that, they're going to be in a lot better. It's not as simple as, well, you know, they really were awful against A&M and Tennessee was really good. And if you put well, put that together and this is going to be a, a big Tennessee win, well, maybe it will be and maybe it'll be exactly the same. But if it is, It'll be the first time this year that we've had one week translate to the next week for anybody and be exactly the same because you never stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. But I would say turnovers is the biggest problem for Alabama's offense at this point. Turnovers and mistakes, other mistakes besides turnovers. If they don't have those, they're going to be fine. If they do, well, then I think we know the answer of how this is. I mean, just look at LSU, a team that's not nearly as good as Alabama. Um, and how that game got out of hand because of the way LSU made mistakes on special teams and on offense. Shout out to Walter Nolan, who is on that Texas A&M front, an alum. He got his Ph.D. Powell High diploma, as I did as well, Powell High School there in North Knoxville. In South Knoxville, right next to downtown, there's the Mattress Place. The Mattress Place is no gimmicks, 30 to 70% off each and every day, over 225 Five-star reviews on Google. Marine Corps veteran-owned, and they've got the integrity. they got the great prices. That's the mattress place. Closer to downtown than you would think. Check them out. Tell them Off the Hook Sports sent you. Again, the mattress place on Chapman Highway. Tennessee's defense, I know they weren't <clears throat> Excuse me, facing Tom Brady with Jaden Daniels uh, against uh, LSU, but really did a good job um, of – uh, keeping that offense off balance and I, I thought showed up after an off week in which they could have still been celebrating the Florida win with an awful lot of maturity. You? Yeah, no, they did a good job. I thought their stunt package was very effective. LSU was without their left tackle. So was Tennessee, by the way. And they lost their left guard. And, and they're, they really struggled on the left side of the line of scrimmage. And Tennessee attacked that the, very prudently there. I mean, they just did a tremendous job getting good pressure, attacking their protections. And, I, you know, it, it, it caused a lot of problems. And, again, LSU behind playing one-dimensional and, and having to get back with the throw game, it just it wasn't a formula for success for LSU. I thought the, deep, the defensive ends did a really good job of looking at the top uh, three guys to, uh, that I graded from this game this past week. Uh, all three of them were defensive ends. Uh, in fact, four of the top five were defensive ends. You get one defensive tackle that graded out very well. Beasley graded out well at linebacker. But the defensive line controlled this game, and a lot of it was the stunt package where, you you know, different types of stunts you can run, but particular the TE stunts where you had the end and the tackle replaced, and it got really good angles, and they used their speed, their quickness, and angles to attack that weakness of LSU and it caused a whole lot of problems. And look, there was, there were players that were open for LSU outside, but they never had enough time for those develop. And, and I don't think Jaden, Jaden missed a few of them too. So that was a big part of it. And then there was a big part of the success that they had. Now this week's going to be interesting. Again, it's going to be about their ability to defend Alabama's run game. And if you do that with numbers, um, who's playing at quarterback for Alabama and how effective can they take advantage of throwing it 
as opposed to LSU. I will say this. Alabama will have a good game plan for Jalen Milrow if he plays. Obviously, it's a different one if Bryce Young plays. We'll see. My sense is Bryce Young's going to play. It's just a sense, no inside information. Um, We'll see how this uh, plays out. This is, you know, likely going to be a more difficult challenge, no doubt, because it's the better team and a team that adjusts very well in Alabama, a team that's a veteran. Brian Kelly's trying to, you know, he's trying to do the best that he can with what he has at this point. And, uh, you know, Nick Saban and his staff are as good as they get at making adjustments and figure things out. Again, I think it comes down to the turnovers. Um, if, if, if Alabama cleans it up, I think they'll be able to move the football on this Tennessee, Tennessee defense. If not, then it's going to be a problem because you don't want to give Tennessee extra shots on offense or field position. Those are just – you're just asking for trouble there. Yeah, and with um, preparing for two quarterbacks, you you have been a coach, so they don't have unlike the NFL, they don't have to say if somebody's questionable, doubtful, and all that stuff because of gambling. But how difficult is it to prepare for two guys in Milrow and Young? That Young is is mobile, uh, but likes to throw the ball downfield. It, there were even times in his Heisman Trophy year that I thought maybe he held on to the ball a little too long. and But he seems to be really comfortable with when to go now and when to stay and throw downfield. And then Milrow looks like a guy who's a way better runner to me, and he's he's ready to go, as they say in North Knoxville. He, I mean, he is a guy that is 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 a very, very good runner. So as a coach, how do you – it's not completely different styles, but how do you go into a week preparing for two different quarterbacks? That seems incredibly challenging to me. you got to prepare for two packages. you got to prepare for what they look like when Bryce is in there. you got to prepare for different looks in the passing game. Um, the route concepts are a lot different. Um, you know, with Milrow, you got to prepare for the run game. You've got to basically defend an extra gap, as we call it. You got you, it's eleven on eleven football. I mean, you you've got to defend the quarterback as a runner, and you got to do both of them. Now, it's not difficult to figure out what they're going to do. What's difficult is finding enough practice time to prepare against both, because you've got to prepare both. It's common sense. With a limited time, you can only do so much. It's kind of like anything else. I mean, think about preparing for a test in school. You've got two subjects that you got tests at the same I mean you got to split your time uh if you got more time to focus on one thing then obviously you're you're better prepared for that you're going to have to be prepared for both and that's and and here's the thing too is Alabama will have a pretty good idea where they're going to go but Tennessee is not going to know so Alabama's going to prepare accordingly and put the package together that's going to be more likely, I mean, they're going to, I can tell you what they're going to do They're If Bryce can practice and, and that's going to be pivotal, they're going to, they're going to work probably 25, 30% of that. And they're going to probably put in more of a package for Jalen Milrow because he doesn't have as much reps in that. So they're going to practice both and Tennessee's going to have to prepare for both and which one where they're going to see, they're going to have to adjust on the fly. And it's just, it's a little more challenging because you probably have to go 50-50 on preparing for both or take a chance in guessing and go 70-30 
in preparation for one versus the other and hope you get it right. And I've always said hope's, hope's not a strategy. No, it's not. Like, subscribe, and share. Brought to you by The Mattress Place. The Mattress Place brings you Chalk Talk, a great breakdown of Tennessee and Alabama. And it's the highest-ranked game in the history of the series, which I still can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, the Mattress Place, I can't believe I'm saying how awesome they are because they are 30 to 70% off each and every day. No gimmicks and Marine Corps veteran owned over 225 five-star reviews on Google. What does that tell you? The Mattress Place. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports. <laughs>